0: was awesome to just be just wrapped up, man, and and recognizing that collectively we are worshiping the one and only God who isn't way, 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 way far away, all right? He is the only one who is here, amen? Amen. Praise the Lord, amen? Woo, man, that was awesome, man, turning my mourning, all right, my my despair, man, (laughs) into dancing. All right, into dancing, taking everything that we burnt up, man, everything that we burnt up, man, and turning and giving us beauty for it. That's awesome. Taking the ugliness of our past, all right, and giving us His present glory, amen? That is a big, stinking deal, man. (laughs) Come on, man. Praise the Lord, right? Let me ask you a question Is there ever a time God is not working in every life around us? Is there every time, think about that, man, because uh, I don't know, we, we, we're pretty excited right now, but we need to get real, alright? We need to get, is there any time that, that, there ever a time God is not working in every life around us, man, and think about it, man, or are there, are there lives that are so wasted that He doesn't waste any time on them? Is there? Because if that was the case, we wouldn't be here, right? This room would be empty, all right? We'd be playing the radio, all right? So that would be it because the kingdom is still being built. It's still being built right here, right now, today. All right, with and by those that the world would consider to be to be uh, you know to be uh, unworthy, to be unqualified, to be unlovable, to be unreachable, and even even built by those who are, who are those men and women are pretty darn good. All right, you know, you know, no matter what, the kingdom is still continually being built by the broken, by the hurting, by the craziness of the people. That they just bring with them in their lives. And I can prove it. First Corinthians chapter 1, verse 26 says this. Consider your calling. Consider how you got here. He says, consider how you got here. Man, you know, brothers and sisters, man, man, men and women of God, consider how you got to the table. All right. Not many of you were wise according to worldly standards. All right. Not many of you are just kind of like just blasting it out with wisdom, and God's saying, I can't wait to use that intellect. Right. Not many of you were really powerful. Not many of you were of low, noble birth, but God chose. God chose. He God came after what is foolish in the world to shame the wise. He chose what is weak in the world to shame the wrong, the strong. God chose what is low and despised in the world, and even the things that are not to bring you know to bring to nothing things that are so that no, I'm getting pretty excited just reading this. I'm like, all right. What does it say? What does it say? Because I just want to hurry up, man. <laughs> right on. Slow down, brother. All right. So that no human being might boast in the presence of God. So that no one can say, man, I did this. It's a pretty darn thing. He uh, found me. You know what I mean? I was waiting for him to give me a call because I knew I could just take care of so much of this stuff. All right. All right, now, man, it's because of him, look at the next verse, that you are in Christ. Because of him, not because of you, not because of me or in the church or anything, it's because of him, because of God Almighty, that you are in Christ, who, who became to us wisdom. So we're not all without wisdom, but we get the wisdom from God, the righteousness from God, sanctification from God, redemption from God. So it is written, let no one boast, all right? Boast, let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. Let the one who boasts, boast in the Lord. And so he's basically telling us, man, so as much as you think you got it together, when you know you probably really don't, God chose you anyways. All right, so calm down, all right? So that's basically what he's saying, all right? This is his kingdom, all right? It's all his kingdom. It's not my kingdom. It's not your kingdom. We're trying to create a bunch of little kingdoms, but it's his kingdom. This is his kingdom people. He started it, all right? And ain't nothing can stop it. People have been trying to stop the kingdom of God for thousands and thousands of years, all right? And ain't nothing, ain't nobody, nobody can do it. People have made declarations, man. Voltaire, man, he, he was printing uh, back in the 1700s, I think it was. He was printing all this propaganda saying how Christianity is going to be a mere memory. He says, by the time, he said, 50 years after I'm dead, I'm going to be gone. Nothing, nothing, right? Well, guess what? Or no, 100 years after I'm gone, nothing. 50 years after he died, the Geneva Bible Society was printing Bibles on his printing press in his castle. All right? <laughs> Praise the Lord. Amen? All right, nothing. Nobody's going to stop it. And so, check it out. I want. I want to challenge you to know something right now. You ready? Say, I'm ready to know something. Ready. I'm ready to know something. Right. So, check this out. Here's what he says, man. I want you to. I want you to know that that if you have trust the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross, and if and if you all right believe that He rose from the grave, and if you have made Him the Lord of your whole life, then you need to know that you're. A part of a much bigger kingdom than the one maybe that you've been trying to create. And if you haven't made him that king, I don't know what's taking you so dang long. All right, but it's a good thing you're here. It's a really, really good thing that you're here because he is still about building his kingdom in you and, and through you. So check it out. Last week, you know, we're in the book of Luke. Right? We've been following Jesus, man, just kind of just watching and seeing all this cool stuff he's been doing, right? And last week, he, uh, he healed this woman. He was, he was teaching in a synagogue, in a teaching place, where a place that they would gather for uh, religious ceremonies on the weekend, all right? They did a lot of other stuff there, too, as well. But, but this was on the Sabbath day, where they said, oh, nobody works, all right? That's what God said, no work, no work, no work. And Jesus saw a woman that was all jacked up, and she couldn't straighten up, man. And he said, daughter, you know what you're, you're You're relieved. You're let loose of this. And he healed her. And some people there, all right, the rulers and the people who are all about, you know wait, well, that's not part of the rules. You know what I mean? They, they got a little bit angry. They said, well, he even told her, look, if you want to come get healed, come on a day that's not the Sabbath, because we're doing stuff here. They literally said that. One of those sentences you want to say, could you repeat that? Um, and then other people marveled at what he was doing. Other people were tripping on the cool work that just was just done. But he uses this opportunity to help them, to, to point them to a, a greater reality than just what, what the Sabbath and, and, man, why didn't you tell me that this was right here? You guys have been seeing stuff on me, man. You know how I just trip out. All right. Remember? Oh, that ain't, whoa, dude. Don't be jealous. All right. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Don't be jealous, man. All right. All right. But he says, I want to point you to a greater reality and, and, you know, this kingdom work that's actually, you're actually witnessing in the midst of you right now. And so, so, you know, he, he takes him there and he wants to challenge him. He says, look at me, this is kingdom work. You're a kingdom person and you need to get to work. Amen? Amen. Amen. So we're going to talk about that today. This is kingdom work. All right. And if you're a kingdom person, you need to get to work in the kingdom. So let's pray, man. We're going to jump into Luke chapter 13, verse 18 through, I think, 18, 19, 20, 21 through 21. All right? So let's pray. Father, we give you the praise. We give you the glory, Lord God. We just give you thanks. And Lord God, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you just help us to see, Lord God, for your glory. Help us to understand, Lord God. Man, break down those walls, Lord, that we just kind of put up and say, no, nah, you can't get past this. Break down those walls, Lord God, that we put up, man, and we don't allow you or your word to change us. And we pray, Lord, that we are yours today. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. So with all that happening, he goes ahead and points them to this greater reality. So he said, therefore, and so that's what the therefore is Therefore, and when I just told you, all right, <laughs> what is the kingdom of God like and what shall I compare it to? What's it like and, and what mental picture can I give you to understand? Because sometimes when you're in the middle of something, it's hard to know that you're actually a part of it. You ever, you ever notice that? Sometimes when you're just surrounded by something, it's hard to know whether, where, where the, how much of a part of it you are or where, or where is your place. And so he challenges them with what's taking place right in front of them and right in front of you today. He said, it's like, it's, it's like a grain of mustard seed. Has anybody ever seen a grain of mustard seed? Check this out. All right. Can you see that? You see that? Anybody see that? It's because I ain't got one. But if I did, you wouldn't be able to see it because it's that small. All right? That's how small it is. You'd be like, wait, what, 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 what? You wouldn't be able to see it anyway. So I even, I could have just played that off. Yeah, anyways. All right? You know what I mean? I just kind of just did that. All right? But he says, it's like a grain. Okay, look, he's, what can I compare the kingdom of God to? All right, what's it like and what should I compare it to? It's like a grain of mustard seed that a man took, sowed into his garden, all right, planted into his garden, and it grew, and it became a tree. And the birds of the air made their nests in it, and we're like, hmm, you know, if we can just breeze by that or we can take a look at what he's actually saying. And I choose a lot of time, man, when I read the scriptures, man, don't just breeze by stuff you don't understand, man, sit there for a minute. Take that mental picture. He given, Jesus himself is giving a mental picture and he says, look, I want you to unpack this. I want you to just listen to this. This is something that you know. They, they knew agriculture. They knew, uh, you know, what a mustard seed looked like. They knew that some of those mustard uh, plants were just, were just big bushes, and some were actually, there was, there was a certain strain of them that actually were, were actually trees, but not really big. But for the most part, they knew that there was just a lot of mustard big bushes that still did this, exactly what he said, birds of the air made its nest in its branches. But I like to take a look at this. He said, the man took it and sowed it in his garden. I wanna, I wanna challenge you to, to go way back, all right, to the garden with me. And this whole thing started in a garden that God planted. This whole life, this whole world, this whole, this whole existence started in a garden that God planted. An amazing place where everything was perfect. All right, There was everything you could ever need, everything you could ever want. There was no violence. There was no conflict. There was no deceit. All right, and There was nothing like that. It was amazingly beautiful. It was a place where, where you and I, we would just flourish. And see, and see, there's something about us that we know that this is right because we do our best to create a garden in our homes, in our yards, to find a garden that we can go out and just kind of discover a little bit of peace and relaxation where we're not bombarded. You know what I'm talking about. You see, it's in our nature, it's in our, it's in our, our, our human psyche to recognize that, that this is where it started and we wanna get back to that. Right, I mean, come on, this is something we all know. But you see, the garden wouldn't last. You see, the, the tempter, the enemy came along as a serpent and tempted the first couple in the garden to, re- to rebel against God, to pursue their own interest. And then all of a sudden, this, this perfection was corrupted. All right? And then there was conflict with God. Conflict with each other and even conflict with the whole world. You see, we were created in the image of God and to bear that image, but we decided, we decided that we were to create what we thought to be a better image, our own, and to form everything after it. And so from there, self centeredness led the way. And relationships became a power struggle. Some of you don't know about that. And the world broke. That moment, we sinned against God. We rebelled against God. And we've been breaking it and trying to fix it ever since. We'll fix a little bit, we'll break something else. We fix something else, we'll break something else. We've been breaking it ever since, man. But right there in the middle of the garden, he made a promise, a promise of restoration. God himself made a promise In in Genesis chapter three, he made a promise for a way back to him, a way back to paradise with God, a way back to human flourishing in the presence of of our Father. But we couldn't wait. And so God left us to our own devices over the years, over and over. We'd look at God, we'd push him away. We'd look at God, we'd push him away. And God would give us opportunity after opportunity until finally he went silent. For about 400 years, went silent, where there was no more, nobody was getting a word from God anymore. And he just kind of left everybody their own devices. And then out of nowhere, man, that silence just broke. It just shattered with the birth of his son, Jesus Christ, that he sent in the fullness of time. Then it's time now. All right. for, For restoration. It's time now for reconciliation. It's time now for redemption. And he was the perfect example. Jesus is exactly the perfect example, what it means to be an image bearer of God. Every moment of his ministry was sent with the poor, with the sick, with the hurting, and even the learning. And everywhere he went, everywhere Jesus went, he left a wake of healing and restoration. Now talk about a mustard seed. Talk about that little mustard seed. If I was to throw this mustard seed out into the parking lot, you, none of you would find it, this mustard seed. That's because there ain't one, boom, you remember? All right, anyways, (laughs) but if I had one, all right, and I did that, all right, you wouldn't be able to find it. Talk about this mustard seed. Let's just take a look at this. He he says it's like a mustard seed that, that has been sowed into the garden. Jesus himself was born in this out of the way, obscure little town the child of a peasant woman that was known to nobody. And he grew up in another village where he worked as a carpenter until he was about 30 years old. And then for three years, he was this itinerant preacher. He never wrote a book, he never held an office. He never had a family, he never had a, owned a home. He didn't go to college. He never visited a big city. He never traveled more than 200 miles away from the place that he was born. He did none of the things that today that we would equate with greatness, at least according to the world standards. He had no credentials but himself and his father. He was only thirty-three years old when the public opinion just turned on him and turned against him. His friends ran away. One of his friends denied him. Another one betrayed him, and he was turned over to his enemies. And he went through these mockeries of a trial and he was nailed to a cross. This is 2000 years ago. Why do we still know about this? You ever think about that? Talk about a mustard seed. And while he was dying, his executioners gambled for his clothes. The only possessions he actually had on the planet. Who is this guy? They laid his, 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 his dead body into a borrowed grave through the pity of a friend. And over 20 centuries have gone by. And yet today, he is still the central figure of the human race. Talk about a mustard seed. All the armies that have ever marched, all the navies that have ever sailed... All the kings that have ever reigned put them all together and not and they and they have not yet affected the life of mankind on this earth as much as that one solitary life. Can you explain that mustard seed to me? Talk about a mustard seed. Colossians chapter one, verse 15. Woo, let's just blow up Jesus some more because I love doing this, man. All right? He says this, man. He says, check this out. He is, he is the image of the invisible God. All right? The firstborn of all creation. To him, all things were created. In him, or by him, all things were created in heaven and on earth, visible and invisible. Whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. All right? And he is before all things. And in Him, all things hold together. This whole world could just spin around. I got a I got a picture in my in my office of a dear friend of mine drew of Jesus just just spinning the earth on his finger, man. All right. He holds it all together. It could fall apart at any time, man. But He is holding it all together. Figure that one out, all right? Talk about a mustard seed, all right? And He is the head of the body, the church, all right. He is the beginning, uh, uh, the, the the firstborn from the dead. That in everything He might be pre. Imminent, all right. For in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell, and through him to reconcile himself to all things whether on earth or in heaven, making peace by the blood of his cross. Woo! That's my king. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. That blood that he shed for you. Every one of you. And everyone you know. And everyone you don't know. Talk about a mustard seed. And his kingdom is still growing. It's still growing over the last year, just over the last year, all right? Over 44 and a half million people gave their life to Christ. Just over the last year, just since 2022. Over 44 and a half million people have given their life to Christ. And, and, and it's growing, it's continuing. Growing. Three of them were here last week, right? Praise the Lord. We baptized three of them, woo-woo, right? Send them out on mission, praise the Lord. It's because some of you have decided to be involved in the kingdom, to be involved in this kingdom work. I love uh, that you know we had three baptisms here. One girl asked that her youth leader can 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 do it. Christy asked if Christy would baptize her. Why? Because Christy had been discipling her and been caring for her and had been. She's a kingdom builder. All right, and if you think, you know what, ah, you know what, that's, that's left for the professionals where the professionals weren't always professionals, all right, men and women who gave their life to Christ, kingdom, kingdom workers. My mentor, the greatest uh, mentor I ever had in my life, all right, over a decade, he just poured into my life. He passed, he passed away back in 2019, all right, and, uh, and I miss him dearly, but he was a real estate agent. He was a real estate agent, right? And, uh, and he, sold, he sold commercial real estate down in Phoenix. And one day he opened his Bible, opened a Bible, and he gave his life to Christ. And after opening that Bible, he realized he needed to open it up for other people. And he started sharing the word with people, started sharing the gospel with people. And then he started, you know, I started serving at a church. And this is, you know, when they have, well, I guess they still do have Sunday school stuff. Well, they call it Sunday school. He started teaching a Sunday school, an adult Sunday school class. And his Sunday school class alone grew over, grew over to over 500 people. <laughs> 500 people in a Sunday school class. All right? And then God, he thought, thought, he well, God, do you think you want me to start a church? And he started this church called East Valley Bible Church. His name is Tom Schrader. Some of you may know him. Started East, Bible, East Valley Bible Church. And It grew. It grew and they rebranded into Redemption Church now in Gilbert, there in, in, uh, in, uh, in Gilbert, Arizona. And since then, they have planted 10 other churches, eight there in, in, the, in, the, in the Phoenix area, uh, one in Tucson, another in Flagstaff. All because this guy opened his Bible and started telling people about Jesus. You just never know where God's gonna take you. It may not be where he took Tom, it may be where he's taking Christy and just started to invest in one kid. And to, and to build the kingdom. See, let me remind you, this is kingdom work, right? And you're kingdom people. Get to work, <laughs> Amen. Amen? He goes on. He says, okay, again, he says, to what shall I compare the kingdom of God? It's like leaven that a woman took and she hid in three measures of flour until it was all leavened. A lot of us don't use that language anymore. This is basically yeast to put that rise, okay? Something to make the bread rise, okay? Tortillas, no leaven, all right? French bread, leaven, okay? So now we know the difference, right? It's like leaven that a woman took and hid in three measures of flour until it was all leavened. This is the work of his church. This is our work. This is our kingdom work. It's that inward growth, all right? A little bit of leaven, you have this whole lump of flour, a little bit of leaven in there, boom, 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 mix it all up, all right, kind of roll it up, and put it in the oven, and boom, it rises. A Little bit of leaven, right? That inward growth that rises everything in its immediate surroundings. It's a, it grows with, with, within, with, with what it's with, sorry. Can't even read my own writing. It grows with it what it is with with it, okay? (laughs) Pay more attention to your notes. (laughs) All right? Basically, it transforms its surroundings. All right? It doesn't happen all at once. You're the 11th in your home right now, and you're like, I'm not seeing a lot of rising going on sometimes. It doesn't happen all at once. See, the work is of God. So you know, we're, we're the workers, but the work is actually, the, the rising is a is, is work of God. We're there, all right, to catalyst. We're there, all right, to, uh, to, to cause, all right, by the Holy Spirit within us. We're there as a catalyst. And God causes, like what they said, you know what, you put a seed in the ground, somebody can plant the seed, somebody can water the seed, but God gives the seed growth. All right, we're, we're, we're planters and we're waterers. Here's what I do know, the church has already beginning to permeate every, every, every part of the world. And it's that combined effort, all right, of us together, a collective effort, together to change the world. In 2008, 2008, man, there was just a group of people, just a group of people, man, that started to get together on a Saturday night to worship. They just wanted to get together Saturday night. Let's just get together. Let's just worship on a Saturday night. Let's just let's just open the doors and let anybody in. All right? And we and you know, there were like, there's a few people there to worship. There's a few people there to uh, you know, to, to engage in opening the Bible and listening to God about God and listening about Jesus and learning about Christ and being challenged to go out. And then that grew. And then it grew. And then it grew some more. All right, that smaller group of worshiping people, God challenged them to plant a church. And then they recognized, well, there needs to be more to this than just a Sunday morning thing. There needs to be a day-to-day thing. Man, where where is the church on Monday? Where is the church on Wednesday and Thursday and Friday and Saturday? Where is the church? And God challenged them to plant this this work in the middle of town, all right, called the recenter. Praise the Lord. And the recenter has been reaching hundreds and hundreds of people, all right, in their pain and in their hurt. And it's that expression of Jesus Christ. We call it creating a Jesus culture that doesn't demand a Jesus response because Jesus healed this lady and didn't tell her, hey, okay, now you get over here and you read this and you pray this and da He invited her, absolutely. But he was just gonna be Jesus no matter if people responded or not. It doesn't change him. And we had a young pastor here all right, that just grew up and grew out, end up in Oregon. And together, you know, we challenged him to start a community group up there, and we helped him. You know, we partnered with him to plant a church up there. Now we grassroots revival in Oregon. All right, and we have right now watching with us. Where are they at? Watching with us right now in Heber. Another thing that's growing out there. I was going to say a growth in Eber, but you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> right? We have this growth in Heber. It's pretty awesome. <laughs> Who wouldn't want a growth, all right? <laughs> in Eber as they watch with us. And they and they and they, and they, and then we're, you know, seeing where God leads the planet campus there, as well as in Springerville and eager and as well as in um uh Snowflake and Taylor. All the hyphenated cities that are around us right now we're looking at. All right? So, so it just keeps going, amen? I mean, the kingdom of God all right, begins in your life. The moment that you make Jesus the king of your life. All right? When this takes place, right, the, your, your kingdom shifts from you to him, your priorities from you to him. This kingdom work now is your relational responsibility. And some people are waiting. Some people are waiting until they get to this spiritual level or this level of spirituality, all right? But they, they can never define, you know? Some, some people are like, ah, you know, I'm not yet. I'm not there yet. You, ever, you know what I'm talking about? I just gave my life, I don't know yet, you know? I've just, I'm still doing some Bible studies. I'm trying to figure this all out, okay? I've only been doing this for 40 years now. Can you give me a break? <laughs> Some people are waiting until they get to a certain level of spirituality that they can't even define, all right, you know, what that is. Well, let me help you with what that level of spirituality is. It's called mustard seed, all right? If you cannot define what level, okay, when do I actually start building the kingdom, all right, it's called this much. If you've got this much, remember that? Jesus in you, There's faith in you. The level of spirituality in you, you're a kingdom builder. It begins right there, man, with the people around you. It's called the mustard seed. That's all that's needed. A little leaven to rise up. When I was a young boy, and I tell you this all the time, and I'll tell you this all the time all until Jesus comes back because this is so foundational. My grandmother planted a mustard seed in me. I was a tiny little boy. And she kept hitting that mustard, just tossing it in there every time I would see her. And it was simply this, Jesus loves you, boy. Jesus loves you. And she would say it to me at times where, bouncing right off, other times where I don't love myself, other times where I'm like, why? She just kept saying it. It was that mustard seed that just got planted. Even in my life of craziness, man, I was just continually hearing that mustard seed, Jesus loves you, until a time in my life where you know what, I've just had enough of the life that I created. and was looking for something different. I knew I needed something different. And I gave my life to Christ. I was in a prison cell and I was reading the Bible. And I started reading it, man. I asked my my guy, my my cellmate, can I can I read this out loud, man? And I just needed to hear the word of God. And then some leaven came, as the guys in the next cell said, "Can you read louder?" And then they said, "Can you preach louder?" And this guy said, "Don't preach about. I'm not a preacher." <laughs> there was some leaven that just started to rise up in me. Right. And then sometimes leaven are, comes in, 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 in an oppositional form. When we were in Tucson, Debbie and I, and a pastor's wife told my wife, um, don't think Ernie will ever be a leader in the church because of his past. All right? Little, little leaven, little leaven. My wife's like, how, how can you tell God that? How can you tell God that? I was a little leaven. It didn't cause anger or animosity. It just caused more faith and reliance. I remember another leaven that Debbie herself gave me when I was working in this, uh, this, this heavy equipment. I was at a mechanic and we'd have these big company picnics because it was a pretty large company over several cities in, 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 in Arizona. And we'd all gather one time a year. And I was supposed to get awarded for something, you know, services and something like that. And they totally forgot me. And then the next year, they were supposed to do it again, and they totally forgot me. And then we were kind of considering coming up here one year, all right? and they totally forgot me again, because I, I kept just doing these achievements and stuff in the company. And they forgot me. Every time they have this big award ceremony, and they forgot me every time. And I was just kind of like feeling like, oh, dang, man. And then my wife grabbed my knee, and she says, honey, it's time for you to go and do what God blessed you to do. Talk about leaven uh, disguised as rocket fuel, all right? <laughs> All right. When your girl tells you something like that, like, you know what I mean? Let's go. You know, we're going to do this. Praise the Lord. Amen. We love you, bro. I love you too, man. Even though you ain't got no hair. How about that? All right. (laughs) 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 All right. (laughs) Jeremiah chapter one, a mustard seed. When God said to plant this church, drug court, all right, here in the community, another mustard seed when God challenged us to plant the recenter. Let me ask you this, man. What, what, what mustard seeds have been planted in you? And what leaven has been hidden in you? It, it, that's why you're here. Because somebody planted a mustard seed. Because somebody threw some, some leaven into your life. That's why you're here, right? Because a kingdom person did some kingdom work, whether they know it or not, into your life to begin a kingdom life. What about you? Where are you planting mustard seeds? And where are you hiding leaven? Think about this. We're just using Jesus's language. He's the one who said it. Yesterday, we had a church picnic. It was so awesome. Missed a lot of you guys there. You would have loved it, man. Pay attention to those. I know some of you thought it was today, and you're like, oh, man. Yeah, I told him You can still go out there you know, and hang out. Um, so... Um, but, uh, but I was talking to a group of, of young men. Talking to a, a group of young men, teenagers. And they were kind of just hanging out together. And I remember I just pulled them aside and I said, hey, guys. I said, you guys are the guys. Because I knew these guys. I know these kids. And I says, here's what we're doing, man. We're, we've, we've, we've been handed the church in a certain condition. And God is challenging us, all right, to, to grow it better for his glory. And guess what? That's what we're doing. We're gonna take this church and we're gonna grow it better and then we're gonna hand it over to you. And then you're gonna take it and you're gonna grow it better. The look in these guys' eyes when I said that, I could tell I planted some mustard seeds and I actually put some leaven into something they're already thinking. It doesn't take much. It doesn't take much. See, so our problem is that we don't think we have enough to fill somebody else's cup. Who told you to fill anybody's cup? All right? You are not that good. I'm not that good. I cannot fill your cup. You cannot fill my cup. We cannot fill somebody else's cup. All right? We can empty our cup. We can pour a little of our cup out. All right? <laughs> but we, got, we, we, we forget that it just takes a mustard seed, man, a little leaven. Instead, we think we have to transplant whole trees all right, go. You know what I mean? And then God never told us to do that. Instead, we're to strive for growth. And that's just seeds being planted and leaven being mix, mixed in. It requires us to do something, right? What's he going to have you do? Last week, I challenged you to a prayer, and I ran out of time at the end there, and uh, I want to challenge you to it again this week. It's a simple, simple thing. And you, it sounds real simple, but it's pretty cool when you actually do this. If you would take your phone and you would just set your timer to every hour on the hour. All right? This is what I want you to do. You set your phone, you take your tone, phone, and you say, set, set every hour on the hour, I want you to make a prayer. I want you to, take, I want you to, I want you to say a prayer. And it's a simple prayer, and you're familiar with this because I've been telling you this prayer for years now. All right? And so um, <clears throat> I want to challenge you to it. And the prayer is simply this thank you, I'm yours, help me see. All right? It's, it's, it's simple and exp- in, 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 in the rhetoric is simple, the saying is simple, but the expression takes a little more work. We're just saying, thank you, Jesus, for the cross, for the resurrection. Thank you for saving my life. Thank you for the mustard seed in my life. Thank you for the leaven in my life. Thank you, Jesus so much. I mean, the real thanks, the saved your life thanks, the dude, you had your headphones on, you almost got hit by a garbage truck, but I pulled you out of the road. Oh, thank you. Thanks. That kind of thanks. All right. And then I'm yours because in that thankfulness, I'm just all yours, God. Because of this, man, I am yours. I belong to you, man. You're my Lord, you're my King, you're my Savior, you're my God, and I'm yours. And here's the part I want you to really spend some time on. This is a one minute prayer. I've taken up right now about uh, 20 seconds to 30 seconds. And so in that other half of that prayer, I want you to say, help me see the way you see. And here are the questions I want you to ask. Who is he asking you to see? And this takes a prayer that goes like this: praise, and then looks around. Who are you asking me to see? I just asked you to help me see the way you see. Who are you asking me to see? And then, as he asks you, and as he as he reveals that to you, it's very important that you maybe let this last question linger with you after the prayer. What is it you want me to say? What do you want me to say, Lord? What do you want me to speak? What mustard seed do you want me to plant? What leaven do you want me to put in there? All right, now remember, we're talking about mustard seeds and leaven, not like, hold on, I need to talk to you. I'm going to read the book of Leviticus. Could you sit down, please? All right. you need to hear this. All right. What has he already given you that he wants you to give away? And it might be simple, and you can steal this, and because you, you can't go wrong with this. You might get a turn. You might get a, a hand out there like this, but you can just tell somebody, Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. So I want you to take this serious this week. I mean, even if you did this for one day, it's going to change the world. It's going to change the world, man, because you're going to plant a seed. You're going to drop in some leaven. All right? So it's kingdom work, right? You're a kingdom person, right? Get to work. <laughs> Praise the Lord, right? I <laughs> don't man.